You're listening to The Humans We Are with Carola, episode number 30. you're doing amazing today oh I can't believe that we are already at 30 episodes when I started I think it was late last year it must have been December I thought okay I'm just gonna publish an episode whenever I feel like it and if I can't publish a new one every week that's okay and I haven't missed one yet so I'm really happy about that and I am really loving sharing all these topics and hearing from you and, and getting all the feedback. It's it's really nice. So here's to 30 more. Okay, if you're new to the show, welcome, welcome. I want to tell you that you have found the right place. If you're looking for content for education and for inspiration to help you start relating to yourself in a more loving kind and productive way and if you're not new welcome back i am so glad that you are here for yet another episode of the show this week i noticed a pattern among the clients that i coached and you know when that happens i have to share it here because if more than two or three women are coming with the same theme Chances are that uh, there are more out there that are dealing with something similar. So one client had taken some time off for maternity leave and she had come back um, one or two weeks ago to work and she was immediately assigned a big load of work. And not that there's anything wrong with that. She does project management and on her first week or couple of weeks she was already staying late and her boss was emailing her way past a decent um, time and asking about deadlines and deliverables etc and this client started feeling very insecure and her confidence plummeted understandably because she was trying to readjust to that rhythm but if you've had kids you know that especially at the beginning it takes a while to to get back on that rhythm so because and it's not to say that the company or the boss or anything on their side was wrong it's just what the company needed but on her side and from her perspective it was a lot and it was like too much all at once and that's why her confidence started shaking and she started like feeling really insecure about her job now another client in her company there's a reorg restructuring process going on and everyone has to reapply for their jobs and she she told me she's she knows she's really good at what she does and she said that she was pretty confident that she was not at risk of losing her job but that possibility was still on the table and still unnerving to her and she was also feeling a little insecure even if at a very conscious or logical level she was denying that 
that anxiety and that nervousness, that uncertainty was still in the background. Yet another client, this one is a physician, and she does a lot of very delicate clinical work. I'm not going into details, but she, she does really complicated work. And on top of that, she had been assigned some admin work. So she was um, named director of, of an area. But the load was too much for her. She was not able to do a good job to her liking, to her standards. And she asked for support, which her superior was not willing to give her. And and in the end, they, they took that part of the job away from her and they gave it to someone else. So what all these women have in common is that they were all feeling unsupported at work. And they had all allowed they, their boundaries to be crossed because they were afraid. Afraid of what is the question, right? And it's such an important question because for all of them, they had not really answered the question consciously. So one of them said, the first one, she said, I know there's some fear, but I think it's mostly my ego. Now, this client is considered at a top performer in her organization. And she told me, I am afraid of losing that. Which whenever I hear a client say something that they must be doing it because of ego, it just kills me. Because someone with an unhealthy ego problem is very unlikely that they would be in a session with me. And when a client says that, and when they say it like, like blaming themselves, it just shows how unhelpful that concept can be when they use it against themselves. It's just self-judgment, you know, like I shouldn't be afraid, but I am. It must be that my huge ego feels threatened that I might lose my job. It is unhelpful to buy into this self-judgment because it immediately invalidates your fear. And that doesn't allow you to explore that fear, which is exactly what you need in order to understand what is going on underneath. If you don't label that as your ego, what you will realize is that there is a part of you that is feeling really vulnerable and that is really afraid to lose her job. Now, the second client, the one with the reorg, she said, I know that I'm good at what I do and I don't really fear to lose my job, but I am so anxious and I don't understand because I know that even if I lost my job, I would just find another one and I would be fine in the end. So why am I so anxious? And I told her, okay, I said, what I'm hearing you say is that there is a part of you that knows logically, intellectually that one, it's not very likely that you will actually lose this job. And two, even if you did, you would still be okay in the end. But there's also another part of you that is still scared of that worst case scenario that you might actually lose your job. Sounds accurate? And she said, yes. 
So of course you're anxious because of that part of you. And that part of you is not being comforted right now by anyone, is it? I remember when I was in university and I did really well. I was a very good student, but I was always so scared of failing. And after an exam, and I wish I could say this happened once, but it was very often. And I get it that for my mom, from her perspective, this was all the time. And I remember like after an exam, I would call my mom and tell her, I think I failed. And I think I failed this exam. And she would always say, oh, you always say that and you always pass. I'm not worried at all. And it wasn't helpful. It felt, it felt awful to me. I felt so unseen, so lonely, like she didn't really understand me. It didn't make me less anxious to hear her say that. It made me resentful. It made me feel frustrated and lonely. And my hunch was that a part of my client was feeling very similarly. Now with the physician client, when she asked for support and it was denied, and then they took the admin position away and gave it to another person, so she was left with the clinical part only, and she was feeling very insecure too. And when we started digging a little, she acknowledged that she actually liked not having that admin role. It was what she wanted. But the problem was that when she wasn't given the support she had asked for, and when the role was taken away and given to another person, she was making it mean that she that things were not okay, that she wasn't okay. It wasn't very clear what that meant for her, what being okay or not being okay meant for her. When I asked her, she, she wasn't very clear. But when we dug a little bit, we uncovered that for her too, there was an unconscious, unacknowledged fear of losing her job. But what was really underneath that goes even further. Because an undirected mind will go always to the worst case scenario without you even knowing. So at first glance, these three women, very successful in their own fields and industries, all three of them highly regarded and highly evaluated. And the common thread to all three examples is fear of losing their jobs. And in all cases, at the same time, they had been invalidating their fear because intellectually, they understood that that fear wasn't really founded. They all, when we really broke it down and explored the worst case scenario, they all knew intellectually that even if they lost their job, they would find another and they would be okay in the end. So it's, it's such an interesting question to, to consider. Like why, if all three of them intellectually understood that they weren't really at risk of losing their job, number one, and number two, even if they did, that wouldn't be like 
the end of everything for them or anything really for them. So why were they feeling so anxious about it? And what really lies underneath all of that is an unconscious belief that unfortunately so many of us have that our sufficiency, our capacity to provide for ourselves comes from our employer. And if you're a business owner, from your business or from your clients. And if we lose that job or that client, that we will lose our capacity to provide for ourselves. And I mean, it's really easy to see that way. That connection is easy to make because that is the vehicle through which you receive money, right? You receive money through your employer or through your business, through your clients, right? But if you're here, I would say it's a safe bet to assume that throughout your life, money has come to you through different avenues. So at first it was through your parents or your caregivers. Then you may have gotten your first job. Maybe you married and or had kids. And if you took a break, maybe for a while, it was through your partner. And potentially you've had more than one employer so far or more than one client. So you know The common denominator in all those situations has always been you. And money has always come to you through different avenues. And if you're here, it is safe to assume that even if it has been tight at times, it has been enough and uninterruptedly enough for you to survive and and make it and be here listening to this podcast, which is a, a marker that allows us to know that your life is pretty okay right now, pretty good actually. Your sufficiency, your supply has always been with you. It has followed you wherever you go. It comes from you and it takes different forms in how it reaches you in the form of money. I hope this makes sense. And if not, please let me know. I thought this was a a very important topic to cover here in the podcast because it's a common thread, at least for the type of client that I tend to work with. When you realize that your sufficiency, that your supply doesn't really depend on your employer and that if for whatever reason your relationship with that company ended, you are not going to end up destitute, living in a van under a bridge with no food to eat and die alone. Of course you would find something else. Of course you will figure it out. Of course you will always be able to provide for your family because you have skills, you have value to offer and you can always offer it somewhere else and you will receive value back from another client or another employer in the form of money. Your current employer or your current clients are not charities. They're not giving you money just out of the goodness of their hearts. They do it because they receive value from you. It is a fair exchange. I know that when I say it like this, it sounds rather obvious. But it's astounding how many of us and how often 
we tend to forget and we get confused and we attribute to one employer or to one main client the responsibility to be our supply. But that's an illusion and it disempowers you. And oftentimes I see people lock themselves in really unpleasant, unhelpful situations and conditions just because they forget this notion. So if you catch yourself putting up with people, circumstances, conditions that are not ideal, that even go against your values, your priorities, your desires, just because underneath you're afraid to lose your job, I hope this episode helps you consider the situation more accurately. And I hope that it empowers you to not settle for less than what you want. This is your life and you are in charge of living it by your own standards. If you're listening to this and you know you could use some help around your relationship with work, your relationship with sufficiency and abundance, I am here to help. If you want to find out a bit more about how I can help you, you can visit my website carolafuertes.com or you can download a PDF where I explain my offers and you can find it at carolafuertes.com offers or through the link in my bio on Instagram where I am at Fuertes Carola. If you want to support this show, honest reviews, are the best way to do so and I will be so grateful and I will also shout you out in a future episode as I've done with all of you who have uh, given me reviews and please if you do can you drop me a line and let me know for some reason I think it's it's not very evident to see your reviews if you are not from the US or the UK which are like the, the most common countries where, where most listeners are from. So just drop me a line and I will look you up. If you have any comments, suggestions for topics to cover or feedback of any kind that you would like to get to me, you can email me at carola at carolafuertes.com or you can DM me on Instagram where I am at fuertescarola. I love the interaction. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. Podcasting can be very lonely sometimes. So whenever I hear from you, it's so nice. Okay, I will be back next week. And in the meantime, I hope you will remind yourself of your power and where your sufficiency and your supply comes from. That's all for now. My lovely, lovely humans. Bye-bye.